everybody, you're listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk. And we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero on safety and consent in rope before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom. We have been rope partners for five years and we live in Bangkok, Thailand. We love to share our passion for rope with the wider community. Today's episode is sponsored by Friction Life. Friction Life offers a variety of king classes, mostly centered around rope and things you can do to complement your rope. You can follow along from the comfort of your own couch, your kitchen, your bed, uh, the backseat of a car, I guess, or wherever you can get the internet, really. Uh, you can attend the classes live or view them recorded at your convenience. Check them out on frictionlive.ca. So, Fox, today we're doing one of our rope focus episodes. We are, my. Uh, where we delve into the details of a particular tie. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about hair ties. Oh, Maya, I love hair ties. It is indeed one of your favorite things. So what is a hair tie? Essentially, a hair tie is grabbing someone's hair with rope. And hopefully that hair is going to stay grabbed for some amount of time. But as we're going to say a lot in this episode, it's going to slip out a lot of the time as well. So why do we want to do that? Why do we want to um, put rope on people's hair? First of all, hair ties can be very restrictive. And maybe you remember some painful experiences uh, in kindergarten when someone would grab you by the hair and you realize it's a really potent way of restricting Okay, someone. we went to very different kindergartens or playgroups. Oh, yeah. Mine was survival of the fittest. Maya. Okay. No one grabbed my hair at school. That yeah, I, learned, I learned very early as a boy to have short hair so... People couldn't grab oh, my hair dear. in fights. It's like you're in prison. A bit, a bit. Okay, anyway, back to the hair ties. Uh, they are also, in my opinion, very useful for head support. I would definitely agree with that. We're going to talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. They are also useful for hair management. <laughs> Tell me what hair management means. Um, Maya, I tend to play with women with fairly long hair. You do enjoy the long hair, yes. Life, life is funny like that. And let's say you need access to a certain area of their body, be it uh, because you want to tie, say, a chest harness, or you want to play with their breasts or all kinds of things, and you want the hair out of the way in order to do that more easily, hair ties are your friends. So sometimes you anchor the hair to a hard point, Mm -hmm. and then you get the hair out of the way, and then you can uh, do your chest harness without it being the hair being everywhere or getting caught because my hair for example goes down uh to my lower back at this point and it's a lot of hair exactly and for the record sometimes it can be fun to include the hair in a tie and uh, recently i've tied some chest harnesses putting the hair inside the tie and it can be quite nice i quite like it but it does make it harder to tie so if you want that issue out of the way, yeah. Get get the hair managed first and then do your chest tie. So what else do we use hair ties for? Because they're really very versatile. Mm-hmm. I think hair ties are very interesting aesthetically. And they can be either really pretty, and we have a number of photos where your hair is braided with the rope included in the braid, and I think that looks really good on you. And also hair ties can be used to achieve a more grotesque 
look if that's what you're going for. And what does that mean in this case? Uh, if you want your bottom to look inhuman or if you want to play with their appearance or if you want an aspect of humiliation play, hair tie can uh, help you achieve that. Like if you give them a giant pineapple on top of their head, like <laughs> what was the name of that Simpsons character? Was it oh, like Marge. Marge Tahiti Bob, whatever. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, like you can totally do that with rope and uh, that might be part of a more degradation, humiliation, ridicule aspect. And you've also used uh, the hair to cover the face. Uh, yeah, so trapping yeah. the hair against the face, which is super annoying because it tickles your nose. Yeah, you can make a gorilla blindfold by wrapping the hair around the head with the rope over the eyes. Yeah, or combining it with face rope. And you can, in fact, use someone's hair to choke them. Yep, yeah, you and have done that a number of times, if the hair is long enough. All the safety precautions for choking and breath play apply, of course. So make sure you are well read up on that before attempting it. Yeah, um, you also did a scene with me one time where you uh, plaited the hair into different plaits mm-hmm. and then held immobilized the head entirely by tying the hair in different plaits uh, in order to do a knife scene. So that was a kind of combination of aesthetics, hair management, head support, restriction, absolutely. Like it really covered most of those things. And that was good fun, Maya. Yeah, I'll put a, I, I'm going to um, illustrate this uh, episode with quite a lot of photos because we do a lot of hair rope. So for our listeners at home who can't see you right now like I can, can you describe your hair a bit? Um, I have long hair down to about three quarters of my back. Uh, so just above where my coccyx is maybe Mm -hmm. five centimeters above my coccyx and uh, I have quite fine hair um, but a lot of it so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hair and it's I'm very lucky my hair is very strong so it doesn't break easily Mm -hmm. and all of those things make it good for hair rope yeah we've never had issues with you uh, shedding much hair after a hair tie or breaking a lot of hair or anything like that have we no and i really like my hair being played with and Mm. i really like it in rope when we started it was quite um it made me quite nervous because i remember that uh putting weight on your hair is just not something we would normally do and Mm -hmm. it took me time to feel comfortable and i also read a lot and we'll talk about this in risks about bottoms who had had their hair really badly damaged Mm. Uh, and that's one of the risks that you can affect the condition of your hair so you need to judge that um and if you're a rigger you really need to negotiate in advance what is okay or not okay to do to the person's hair and not just decide mid-scene without any discussion to start tying someone's hair because they might not be happy about it. Yeah, exactly. And some bottoms won't have their hair tied or they will have it tied for a while and then they'll give their hair a break. Mm. Maya, what other risks do you see in hair ties? Um, one of the challenges is the better uh, conditioned your hair is, the more shiny and beautiful, the more likely the tie is to slip. Yeah, because the surface of the hair itself is going to be more slippery, right? Yeah, and sometimes I'll actually ask you, do I wash my hair today Mm. or not? Because if I've just washed my hair, it's a bit more slippery. Mm. And I think there's a balance to strike there because personally, I enjoy playing with hair that's clean and shiny and soft and smells nice. 
But yeah, it does make it more difficult to tie. So I probably wouldn't want my rope partner to like not have washed their hair for two weeks. It would be super easy to tie. Like I would just put the rope on it and it would stick to it. Yeah. Uh, but I would not maximize my enjoyment if that were the case. So there's a sweet spot of probably not washed it and conditioned it one hour before, but also nice to play with. And you also need to understand, um, as a rigger and a bottom, honestly, how effective your rigger is at tying hair ties. Because I have, because of my hair, it gets tied a lot in um, rope by different riggers. And I'm very relaxed about that. I like it. People's rope have slipped out of my hair many times. Um, I had one rigger who uh, I think retied the hair tie seven times in the mm. scene. Um, and so please don't put all your weight on a hair tie, uh, especially if you're not confident that the rigger can hold it. Don't make it your main upline in suspension. Um, yeah. So that is something you sometimes see in circus, people getting suspended solely by their hair, but that is definitely a specific skill set and a very specific training. Yeah, and not both for bottom everyone. and top, exactly. And hair type, honestly, and scalp and all of those things. Hmm, absolutely. I think it's also important to mention that the cervical spine, aka the neck, yes. is a very delicate area of the body. And there is a very excellent anatomy class by Miss Doctor, specific for rope, about um, the spine. I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, there are many very critical nerves that run through your cervical spine. Absolutely. If you injure one of those, you're not going to be happy about it. There are very delicate discs between your vertebrae. And so when using the hair tie to pull on the head, uh, you might be surprised by how much leverage you can actually produce like that. Yeah. And so for me, um, and I've talked about this before, I have chronic pain from a car accident that happened about 20 years ago. And that is centered in my neck. The biggest area of problem is my neck. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it makes a huge difference if my neck is in line with my spine um, or it's uh, bent at a very slight angle. Um, and I can take a, a small angle, but really it, it can give me quite a lot of pain. So mm. knowing uh, what your bottom can And not the with, good kind of pain either. Not bad pain, they're, bad like, pain. they're like feeling shitty for two days after the session. Kind yeah, of really bad pain. Whereas if my neck is in line with the spine, it can be hugely relaxing for me because I can let my uh, head go and I can relax it. Mm, that's brilliant. So Maya, what types of bottoms is hair rope for? Well, you need to have some hair. So I wanted yeah, to ask okay. you the question, what is the least amount of hair in terms of length that you feel you can tie? That will vary a lot depending on what technique of hair tie you're using and what type and diameter of rope you're using. But I would say for me, I start being comfortable doing hair ties when the hair is about the length of my hand. So if I look at my hand, I start at the heel of the hand and go all the way to the tip of my middle finger, which is my longest finger, as with most people, I guess. Uh, that's about the length of hair I would want to easily do a hair tie. Shorter than that, and I'm going to struggle a bit, and the chances it's going to stay are going to be lower. Yeah, because you have to be able to grab some of the hair. So if there's not enough hair, then mm. clearly... You and that gives me a really good excuse to tell my partners to grow their hair. So that's nice. <laughs> Um, and I would say the more, the longer hair you have, the more hair you have and the healthier your hair is, the more options 
are going to be open. So I would say that's a really good incentive to take good care of your hair if you are a rope bottom. If you are a rope bottom. If you are a rope bottom who enjoys the feeling of your hair being Absolutely. cold. Absolutely. Uh, which is a surprisingly um, a kink that a lot of people do like. Yeah, um, we, we do popular. find that. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to say many women because we happen to play with women, but I'm sure many men like it as well and all other genders. Uh, but that is a sensation that many people report enjoying and uh, particularly in the more sexual, sensual context. Yeah, but again, there are some people for whom it's a hard limit. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps they've had experiences like you did uh, as a child. So again, negotiate hair ties in a way that you might not negotiate tying an arm or something like that. Hmm. Um, Although I would also recommend negotiating well, how yeah. you tie arms fairly <laughs> in detail. Okay, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> now I think about it. Because there is drop, not fun either. Yeah. Um, but you also, as a bottom, need to be more relaxed uh, that your hair might get broken. Some hair, some hair is going to come out for sure. I mm-hmm. mean, I coil your rope and I am always picking women's hair out of the rope. Oh, we could need a sweater. <laughs> so some hair, I mean, hair comes out every day anyway. Like that's uh-huh. a normal thing. Yeah. But your hair rope is going to encourage that. Um, mm. As I say, I've been super lucky. I don't think that the huge amount of hair work we do has damaged my hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's something that you need to... Yeah, if you're a person who's already having issues with hair loss, if you're someone who's had hair implants, for instance, you might want to stay away from hair rope for a while. And also you need to be mindful of hair extensions, mm-hmm. dreadlocks, wigs. Yeah, yeah. I um, do have a, a rope partner who is uh, who is black and wears likes to wear hair extensions some of the time. And we have an understanding that when she's wearing her hair extensions, we're not going to do hair rope because she's not comfortable with the risk of yeah, uh, the rope pulling out exactly. her hair extensions. It's a lot of money going down the drain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you have yeah, dreadlocks or any type of uh, specific hair arrangement, I guess. So what about for tops? What do tops need to know about the challenges of hair ties? Mostly, I will say tops who want to do hair ties need to start with patience, Maya. Because hair ties can be quite delicate to tie. As we've mentioned, they might slip out easily. You will need to retie them several times, especially when you're beginning and you don't have your hair tie technique down to a point yet, uh, it might be a bit frustrating if you're not patient. And when you tie hair, hair really likes to mix with the rope. And when you're trying to pull your rope through, some of the hair is going to come through as well. So it might take a longer time than most other types of ties. And once again, like patience and staying chill is going to be an important quality. Yeah, because although I like my hair being pulled overall, mm-hmm. having one or two strands pulled out when Not you the pull same. through. Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just annoying. So you need to be really aware of that. Um, mm. And also even when you tie the hair and you pull it, if you've caught some bits more than others, if your hair tie is unequal. Oh, yeah, unbalanced hair yeah, ties. Can, suddenly there's a huge amount of pressure in the bit over the ear and nothing on the rest, and that's also very unpleasant. You're going to hear about it in the debrief. Yeah. But you enjoy playing with hair, as I feel we've got a cross. That is an understatement, Maya. I am blessed with two fetishes, and women's hair is one of them. Yes. And in fact, it's the one fetish that I know exactly when and how I got it. Yeah, which is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And you are happy to spend a lot of time playing with hair. Yes, I love playing with women's hair. I love running my fingers through women's hair. 
I love braiding women's hair, tying women's hair. In fact, I am considering learning new ways of braiding and styling female hair just to apply it in my role play. Yeah, which is lucky for me because when I want to plait because I have a lot of hair mm-hmm. and I need to get it out of the way, very happy then to do you it do for it you. for me, which is actually better than me. <laughs> um, but what else do you... So you enjoy playing with hair and I think um, that's not necessary to have a hair fetish like you do, but um, it can be nice. Mm-hmm. But you also need to be good at anatomy because we've talked about yes. that risk of the cervical spine. Yeah, you really need as a rigger to assess properly the head angle you're creating and the position you're putting the neck in, how much stress you're putting on the neck, what's the amount of pull you're putting on that rope. Like no one likes tearing their bottom's head clean off. <laughs> that's not good fun. Um, and one way to achieve that is ask your bottom for a lot of feedback. Absolutely. And when we tie together, the one part of the scene where I'm very likely to ask you for specific feedback is when I'm tying your head. Absolutely. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. We want to continue making this podcast for you for a long time. And to do that, we need your support. Please go to ropepodcast.com to buy rope video lessons from experts so we get a small commission on your purchase at no extra cost to you. In addition, a really great way to help us is donating on Patreon. A one-time amount or a monthly pledge that can be as little as the cost of your morning coffee makes a big difference to us. And you will gain cool perks like behind-the-scenes photos and the ability to vote on future podcast topics. Go support us on ropepodcast.com because you love rope too. Because where and when do we use hair ties? Let's talk about that. We certainly, Maya, have used hair ties as decoration. We mentioned several times already uh, that I like to do braids. I like to do plain braids. I like to do French braids. Not because I'm French, but just because (laughs) I think they look kind of awesome. Although they are more difficult to do for sure. Uh, we use them a ton for head support. Yeah. Because, uh, Maya, as you said, you have some uh, pain in your neck and shoulder. You have a fairly sensitive neck. But in my experience, most rope bottoms, in fact, need head support for longer suspensions, in particular in certain orientations, which are face-up, face-down, and side suspensions. Basically, the orientations where the weight of your head is going to be uh, hanging down. Yeah, hanging down, essentially, which over time is going to get uncomfortable. And so if you're looking at doing suspensions that last more than a few minutes, I would highly recommend having some head support, either from a hair tie or from things like using a scarf to wrap the head and things like that. Your head is surprisingly heavy. Yeah, especially, I mean, people like us, Maya, who are uh, more the intellectual type than the athletic <laughs> type. Uh, we, we, we carry around a, right. a very heavy trove of information in our brain. No, more seriously, sure. everyone's head's pretty heavy. <laughs> everyone's head is heavy, so it's useful. Um, I'm just going to know your bottom might need to be quite patient. I uh, didn't mention that before, but I'm thinking about you tying a French braid and yeah, how long ages. it takes. Yeah. Um, and if you are a bottom, you might need to... Uh, be patient, especially if you're not someone who enjoys that so much. Mm. 
To be fair, if you're not a patient bottom, you're not going to enjoy tying with me anyway, because I'm quite a slow rigger. Uh, you can also use um, this kind of tie for restraint. Uh, yeah, and once again, it is surprisingly efficient. When you pin someone's hair, like we did recently a scene where you were suspended, so a lot of your body was being pulled up by the rope, and then I tied your hair downwards to pull and create a, an opposite tension in your body. And yep. that was surprisingly efficient, wasn't I it? I could not use, uh, move my head at all. Hmm. Uh, Maya, do you have some memories of scenes where we used hair ties? One which I thought was uh, interesting and unusual is when we were on holiday uh, somewhere in Thailand and uh, we found a very deserted area next to a lake Hmm. uh, with some extremely painful concrete on the floor. Hmm. Um, And you made me kneel on the concrete next to a pillar and then you wrapped the hair, you braided the hair and wrapped it around the pillar and left me kneeling in the sun. That was good fun, wasn't it? And it was a very simple tie, but it completely immobilized me. And it was also really painful kneeling on that thing and having my head uh, completely immobilized. So I find that one really interesting. I'll I'll put the photo in Mm. the um, show notes. Really goes to show you don't need much with rope to get your desired results sometimes. Yeah. And as we've said quite a few times, we use rope uh, hair ties in almost all of our suspensions. So recently we did a suspended crab Mm -hmm. and there you caught the hair um, and tied it up. So can you just describe, because there's a few different types of hair tie you use. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't necessarily describe how you tie, but just what it looks like, because I'm not sure. So there's the braid, which we've talked about, but what was the one you used for the crab tie? Uh, For that crab tie, I used essentially what I would call a U-shaped hair tie, where I bend the hair over itself and tie it like that. So it creates more the impression of knotted hair rather than the braid, which is more a line. Yes, okay. So for that one, you put my head at a very slight angle, Mm -hmm. which made it a lot harder for me. Um, because as we've said yeah it's really interesting how much difference just a little bit of neck angle can make right yeah yeah and if you want to make it more uh, challenging for me then a tiny bit of angle can do that Mm. whereas in a couple of the other ties um so we went to um a house in the jungle recently tree house house, yeah um and we did a fun tie there and there you did a plaited hair tie straight up Mm -hmm. and that you found was easier to sustain, right? Yeah, and it also looks super decorative in the photo. So that was just play where we weren't using any equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, but the light shines off the plat in a really lovely way. Mm. That was indeed super sweet. And then um, you were recently recovering from fairly heavy surgery. And when you did your first suspension, we wanted something uh, more sustainable to kind of test the waters, right? Yeah, and we did a face-up suspension, which is generally, if there's a lot of rope, can be one of the, inverted commas, easiest suspensions. Mm -hmm. And there you again plaited my hair, but straight up, so no angle. And it was very strong, very secure, and and enabled me to uh, really let my hair Lay back and relax. (laughs) Indeed, (laughs) while we did the things. All right. So in conclusion, uh, Maya, it was quite nice to go over the hair tie today. We saw that it's a bit of a more difficult uh, type of tie that definitely requires practice on the one hand. 
and very good negotiation with your partner on the other because it's not for everyone. It's going to be a bit of a love-hate relationship depending on the person, right? Yeah, and damage to hair is a real thing. So be aware of that as a risk that you might need to communicate to your bottom or as a bottom that you might need to say, okay, am I okay with that or not? Mm -hmm. And let's remember, it's a super useful tie to have in our toolbox in order to support the head or add restriction to a tie. Uh, and it can also create some really interesting aesthetics. So that's all from us at The Rock Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and come friend us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. If you have a question related to Rope, we'd love to answer it in one of our future episodes. So drop us a message on FetLife. If you like this podcast and would enjoy more episodes like today's one, find all the ways you can support us on our website, which is ropepodcast.com. And in particular, please consider supporting us directly on our Patreon page. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.